Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. I am your show host, Britt Dowd. I am joined today by guest Brandon Powell of Helpful Lawn Care. He's been in business for two years now, um, based in the Indianapolis area. And I'm also joined with uh, Zachary Miller of Intentional Growth Advisors. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Doing great. Good to be here. Good deal. Good deal. Brandon, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about um, your business and what you're doing now, kind of kind of where, where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. So for business standpoint, uh, we're helpful lawn care in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, concentrating on residential um, lawn care services, mainly on the maintenance side. Uh, been in business for two years. Um, so we're, I'll say we're, we're young in a game of, of being out there. Um, but a lot in what we did last year is not exactly what the business plan says, uh, like what we truly want to do. But, um, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're out there hustling, trying to make it happen right now. That's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. So, so explain to me a little bit. I mean, we were talking off air where you just said you've got uh, a wide variety of background. What, what did you do? before getting into running your own lawn care company and, and kind of how did you land in lawn care as well? Yeah. So, I mean, this, this might sound very convoluted and I'll try to keep it kind of, uh, uh, kind of centered. Um, uh, I've, uh, you can say I might be a serial entrepreneur without a, a true exit. Um, uh, out of college, uh, I started a lawn care business, had about 110 properties by myself and loved it. Uh, nice. But it was also during the, the dot-com boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of my clients I was cutting for was like, hey, want to start with, you know, I'm starting this tech company. Um, long story short, I joined his tech company, raised money, lost a bunch of money, um, and then spent the next 10 years trying to get back on that lawnmower. So <laughs> it's kind of like I would be in boardroom and literally <laughs> looking out the window going, that looks like a 60-inch deck making that lot more. Oh, he doesn't know how to cut it, right? Um, like, like, literally, I'm like, I just wanted to see that from that lawnmower. So um, took That's me, awesome. I think, longer than that. It took me about 15 years to get back on that lawnmower. Man, man. And I'm and I'm sure there's a, a, a huge story to go with that. That's, yeah. that's crazy. So, I mean, real quick, if you can give us – the elevator pitch on, on how you got out of that and how you got back into lawn care. I know it's hard to wrap uh, that up, but yeah, I think, um, so, uh, the last, uh, business that I jumped on was I sold advertising for, uh, a, um, a company that did, uh, magazines for affluent neighborhoods. I did that for about eight years. I joined the company when it was at 5 million. And during that period of time, we grew it all the way up to 150 million. Um, so, slinging, oh, oh, oh. so you were slinging magazines door to door and went from five to 150 million. Yeah. I mean, so we were, uh, oh, we joined the company, uh, and 5 million. Uh, and when I, uh, left it, the company was doing about 150. Um, and I, I will say it, it was, uh, it, it's a beautiful thing to see something like that built, uh, to, to be built and how it, it was able to bless not only, uh, the people who got the magazine, but the people who were actually selling on it. But the only problem that I had was that, uh, it is, I was not able to employ people. So yeah. it didn't give me the things that I wanted to be able to go, Hey, I actually want to go to business. 
that I employ people. I give them, you know, uh, like uh, a true living wage. Um, so I was able to make a, a great living for myself. Um, but that yearning to be able to build something that uh, could actually benefit, truly benefit others uh, from an employment standpoint was not there. So um, I finally was like, hey, you know, I took that giant leap and was like, I'm going to leave this uh, the security of, of, of what I had uh, done for the last eight years, um, and uh, I'm going to uh, get back on that lot more so, uh, and try to see what we can do. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And and I want to make sure that we address, you know, you're, you want to have a, a lasting impact on people through through your business and hiring them and, and building that relationship, giving them a good lifestyle and, and having that mission. Um, so I want to make sure we, we park that and, and circle back to it but um, so you you went into a, a tech company, lost a bunch of money, fought your way out of it, yeah. Yeah. slung some magazines. Now now you're you're back on back on the mower, back yeah. in lawn care. Um, so what now? What what next for you? Where where are you headed now? So uh, last year, just getting our feet wet, I was able to hire some guys. Uh, we went out. Um, my background in marketing was like, hey, we're gonna load up our trucks. Uh, we're going to get the tools that are needed to be able to be productive. Um, and I wanted to go out in the field with my guys really to be like, Hey, I will never hire someone to do something I've never done before. Yeah. So I'm intentionally going to put myself out there, but I'm also going to have this, this feel for it. Like I've told my guys, this is a startup, you know, I have no desire for this to be small. Um, the only way I believe that this can actually benefit you guys is that it's not owner operator. Um, and nothing against that, that owner operator world. But for me, I was like, hey, this is a startup. We're going we're to go make this happen. Um, and But I also knew that I couldn't get a huge amount of clients, especially on the residential side. So we did sub work last year for, and we did estate properties, did homes that were $15 million, homes that were one home $5 million. We took care of their stuff mainly because I wanted to be out in the field and actually get to know my guys. Um, and then we were to run our business plan this year of, Hey, uh, we're going to have mow routes and whatnot, um, but we had a pivot um, uh, right around about October of last year. So um, that leads me to where I'm at right now. And, and and by pivot, you mean kind of out of the large estate properties into more residential? Well, out of the large estate, and then a realization on my end of going to give my guys a true living wage in this industry. Um like mowing is great, maintenance is great, but I was like lawn care. Lawn care is like I get a customer, and the lifetime value of that customer is like that's that's great. Mm-hmm. I mean that's um, I I love that. I love that residual value of it. Um, uh, but it just it's it's a, it's a more of a foundational thing for me, um, and I can sub out some of my maintenance work to guys who are potentially owner operated um, and they can actually do that maintenance side, but on the lawn care, the fertilizing and weed control. Um, I found a true passion. I like, although I was trying to get back on that mower, I, I really like growing grass. And yeah, yeah. my guys were like, we were like, we would look at things and go, you know, what's, what is this? That's there or, or this and that. And we would talk to the, the actual lawn care guys. Um, uh, and I, I told my guys, I was like, Hey, um, I see that there's a barrier entry to get into this one. There's education that's needed. There's different tools that are needed. Um, and hey, let's how about we really like let's down the maintenance side. We're going to do lawn care, um, 
and I, I told I was like, I apologize for this. And they're like, no, 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 we're on board with this. So awesome. the pivot came about of going, hey, we're going to really stress fertilizing weed control. We're going to rebrand the company too um, uh, during the winter, and we're going to release helpful lawn care um, uh, this year. Man, that's <laughs> right awesome. COVID. That's awesome. Yeah, and and like you said, I loved your point about the the barrier to entry. Because anytime there's a barrier on the other side of that, there's there's professionalism and a skill set that is is harder to attain and, and profit. Right. Whenever you get those skills, you get that extra professionalism, knowledge, profits on the other side of that. And I'm sure you've already seen that. So hit me with some of the details, if you don't mind, Brandon, of what 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 amount of clients did you have? Because it's very interesting to me. I mean, you, you come in, a lot of guys do it reverse. They start owner operator, one guy in a push mower, they get to the point where they're at such a scale, they're forced out of production. You're making a conscious effort to do ride alongs, but not necessarily actually do the production. So what did that look like last year? How many clients did you have? What equipment were you running? How many guys did you have? And then same for this year. How, what are you at client base now and how many team members do you have on board? But last year we were uh, two full time uh, and three part time. Um, we did a number of like we had some high end residential properties, so we also did a, a condo association, um, and uh, we did commit um, like um, it's we cut forty nine homes in one day, but they're really small. Um, I forget how what what they're considered to be um, like a villa, but, um, villas like a, or something like a like a like patio home type thing. Yeah. We did that. We yep. stayed busy um, and we cash flowed, um, but there was no profit in mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, just we're we're running. Uh, uh, so, do you have a job? Road. Do you have a full time job outside of this? Nope, I don't. Okay, so like like being totally transparent, I'm using saving. Um, that the magazine business was good. Um, uh, I'll, I'll go out to banks, um, and look at, Hey, can we get a loan for this and whatnot? Um, some people might look at it going, are you wise by this? And I go, there's a lot of people who start businesses different ways. Um, and we're, and it's not all going to be like, uh, I don't believe like there's a, a true, uh, black and white. Um, we are carrying a little bit of debt. Um, but we're actually, I was able to keep my, uh, my full-time guys on even through the winter. Um, when we didn't have a tremendous amount of work, yeah. um, because I wanted them to stay uh, centered on what we were actually doing, and we uh, spent that time learning and whatnot. So um, we pretty much started fresh. On hey, we have our mowers like we were using right. We had a 52 inch mower and a 36 and Honda push mowers. Um, we run uh, a Ford F250 and a Dodge ProMaster. And that Dodge ProMaster, we can actually get a 36 inch mower in that, and then it can go do its thing. Oh, nice. Um, nice. So, um, we, uh, right now, I believe we're at 65, 65 residential, and a lot of cleanup work, and even we're mulching right now. So, like right now, either we are making that pivot to lawn care, um, we have the skill set to be able to go out there and hustle and to keep our, like, right now, we're in, let's keep this going to give us. Yeah an opportunity to be successful in 2021 because right off the bat of doing the pivot and rebranding, we got hit with uh, everything that's going on in the world. Uh, we couldn't run our marketing scheme of door knocking and whatnot. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, what is, is there something going on right now or something? <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit. So, but you know, like I'm like, hey, if we can get through this, which not not if when we get through this, um, like this is a this will make us stronger, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Um, and if we can, like, not if keep on that win, um, like I have to convince myself every day um, that this is going to be all right. We're, yeah. we're going to be fine. Um, so. That's yeah. awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, well, Zach, and I want to, I want to make sure you can hop in here at any time, Zach. Do you, do you have any questions after kind of hearing his background and his story? Uh, yeah, maybe just a thought or two. Um, first of all, Brandon, super cool story. Um, guys like you with that entrepreneur spirit, that creative side, that hustle, and that's what makes our economy tick, you know, bringing in jobs like that. Um, I like your, your strategy here of grabbing market share. You know, you said your goal is just to build this up, build that customer base, because like you said, it is almost more of like a subscription revenue type of model where if you get them on and you provide a good service, yeah, you may get $150 revenue per yard in one year, but over a 10 year span, you know, $15,000 revenue, something like that. So I, I see you understand the concept of like building that base for your revenue in the future years. Um, you said, you know, for now, you're just trying to break even. Do you have like a game plan or do you have thoughts on how you're going to turn from more of a break even to where you're, you're pulling in strong margins? You know, are you going to try to do that through, you know, more raising prices or increasing efficiencies or, um, you know, trying to take it to that next level of your goals for profitability? I think a lot of ours is to, is to get our, our true, our lawn care spray rig out there doing work. Um, mm-hmm. on, our, on, our, on our maintenance side, I am mm-hmm. paying like I'm paying fifteen dollars an hour for my guys. Um, mm-hmm. I I want and I want to pay them more. Um, mm-hmm. So I need to bring in higher margin type items. Um, right now okay. we can mow we can mow mm-hmm. to uh, to make payroll, um, mm-hmm. but our cleanup work, our mulch jobs, you know that's why we're keeping the lights on, um, mm-hmm. and that the owner is going without pay uh, until we can mm-hmm. actually uh, build this thing sustainable. So. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So so more of like a a model where you're, you're building this space, you're, you're gaining visibility to your company and then the margins will be on the back end when you're starting to do more of these add on upsell services, stuff like that. But I want to pivot us. Yeah. I want to pivot us where like, I understand the lifetime value of a client is huge. Um, Right. uh, And I'm willing right now to invest in my guys to make sure they have the skill set to be able to do that. Um, Like, we will we will get like uh, the goal on the lawn care side on the fertilizing weed control. Um, mm-hmm. You know how fast can we get to that 500 mark? How fast can we get to the thousand mark? Um, and uh, I don't want to like I'm more focused on that little incremental of like what's the first baseline, other than thinking grand scale because uh, right now even like what we thought we could do to be able to get those clients. Um, we were unable to do. So we're trying to, we're keeping our marketing like, you know, like what, what, what can we do? But while, while we still have bills to pay, uh, we're going to use the tools that we have to go out there and make it happen right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great. And what, um, so if you don't mind me asking this, what was going to be your door to door strategy? And then also when COVID hit mm-hmm. and you couldn't do that door to door strategy, what, how are you marketing and branding right now? I know, I know I saw you have a, really slick truck wrap 
I'm a huge yeah. truck rep fan myself. <laughs> just a roll, just a rolling, yeah, rolling billboard, man, rolling billboard and uh, brand <laughs> yeah. awareness. Um, so your door to door strategy that that got just absolutely socked, and you yeah, and you had to we, and you had to do something else. What what are you guys doing now? We had a really cool door to door strategy of like uh, engaging, like we were using uh, high school and college age kids to be able to center in on a neighborhood um, at opt-in times. Um, and this is the, the, almost like the elevator pitch of, of why you should use our service and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, we rebranded as helpful lawn care, mm-hmm. um, really to like, Hey, you know, um, like a trendy name, bright colors. Um, it's a marketing play. Oh. Um, uh, I built, I could have had this really slick website done, but I did a Squarespace website. Cheap. Um, it took me a weekend, uh, a weekend to put together. Um, is it SEO optimized? No, but if you go to it, it should present pretty well. Yeah. Um, and, and then it's using a lot of contacts that I've gained of like different trades, like builders, um, uh, remodelers, plumbers of just like, Hey, anybody who knows me who in the last, 15 years that I've done business here in town, um, reaching out to them going, uh, like truly like, Hey brother, help me. Like yeah. I need help. Yeah. Um, uh, this is what I'm doing and I'm totally fine with asking for help because I'm looking at some guys who have entrusted me to employ them. Um, and they're, they're hundred percent on board with, uh, Hey, this is, this is what we're going to do. So, um, that's awesome. That's right. awesome. Yeah, and so, it sounds like you have some good subcontractors. Have you, have you tried to leverage those relationships to maybe fill gaps in their service scope or refer business back and forth to each other? Yeah. We're surviving on that. I was like, even like uh, friends who own chimney companies who are like, Hey, they're looking when they're on like someone's chimney, they're looking down going, Hey, you know, like after we're done, you might want to get your most done and yep. like blah, blah, blah. Like yep. we have a lot of guys who are referring us uh, work uh, and it's been a true blessing. So, That's awesome. Um, yeah. And what about what about your local network? Just kind of your sphere of influence, your your friends, family, uh, your community yeah. at church. Everybody knows that yeah. helpful like, lawn care like, exists. Yeah, I've I've cut our pastor's yard. <laughs> um, like um, like anybody and everybody. Like I, I think I've forty eight hundred like Facebook friends. Which uh, um, uh, I mean, I, I broadcast that this is what we're trying to do. Um, yeah, I'm just like anybody and everybody. I've 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 asked, engaged, uh, and typically I would like to do that over a coffee shop meeting yeah. and present them. But it's been, you know, everything's electronic right now, and uh, we're just making our way through. So it's awesome. Um, we have the run. We we have a runway, but um, I will definitely like. I'm ready to turn on that business plan full board uh, to see what we can do. It's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so you're sitting at I think you said 65 residential now. Um, right. You're you're trying to break into more of turf management, more profit yep. there, more professionalism. Um, what what would you say now when you say business plan? Talk about that a little bit. What 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 is your Hey, I just wanted to jump in here real quick and say thanks for listening. And also wanted to ask a huge favor of you. Um, If at any point in these shows um, you found it entertaining, you found value, it's helped you in any form or fashion, um, we would, one, love to know that and love to know how we're helping you and how we can help you more. 
but we'd also like to see if we could have you share the podcast. Um, the main way that people hear about us is through referrals on social media and people just like you literally just sharing the link or screenshotting an episode that was one of their favorites, sharing it with a buddy. So I was going to ask you right now if you could just take 10 seconds, stop what you're doing, screenshot this, share it with somebody, um, a business owner, a competitor, um, somebody running a lawn care company that uh, you know is doing big things and could get value from this. Um, we'll put the link to this in the show notes. And if you're on Apple or Spotify, they make it super easy to share. Just hit the arrow or the three dots, usually in the top right corner, and you can share that through text message. So thank you guys again for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Business plan, what's holding you back? What what have you learned that you're going to try to kind of adjust and make sure 2021 you're, you're soaring? Yeah. Um, uh, one, uh, a lot of questions. Uh, I'm trying to like, which one to, to dive into? Like, well, hit, yeah, I guess, I guess hit, hit the business plan first. Yeah. Um, the business plan, a lot of it, we want to broadcast our story of like, you know, truly what is, what is, what is helpful lawn care all about? Like what does helpful mean to us? Um, and even like marketing, like giving our guys a living wage. Um, what does that mean? Like the guy that I want that's servicing your yard, like he actually has a lifestyle where he can be totally like he's working, but he can go home and be present to his family. So this company is about like giving that opportunity to to individuals who that might not have been something they even thought about, um, and then bringing others into the industry. Um, who the, the, the guy is treating your yard, you know, actually he like, he does well. Um, I want to broadcast that. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot of people who just look at the guy who's just on their yard of like, uh, whatever. Um, or anybody can do that. So a lot of our marketing is, is like how we're actually structured on our employee side, what we're doing for them. And, and then on the community side of we reserve a certain amount of spots to be able to address like the community who can't pay for certain things and how we're giving back. But I want to be completely authentic with it. Like, I don't want it just to be a marketing play. Um, that is the company culture of giving not only to our employees, but giving back to the community um, where like, even if we even look like a not-for-profit, but we're able to sustain ourselves without asking for gifts um, because we're providing a service. I'm totally fine with that. Um, like, uh, if I was not 39 years old, um, uh, like I, I would be like, I don't know. I, I'm, I feel like if I were younger, I would have more time, but, um, uh, at 39, I'm like, Hey, you know, like all in, let's just like, there's, there's, there's no time to lose. Like, like this is company culture. This is what I'm trying to do. And, and let's just go for it. You yeah, know? Yeah. So, well, I, 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 and Brandon, I love, I love the sense of urgency, but, I also know you probably have four decades of good work in you, my friend. Your yeah. helpful lawn care could blow up after four decades. So that's that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And okay, so we said we wanted to park that there, and you kind of just brought it up. Um, the relationship piece, um, giving your guys a good lifestyle, making sure that they enjoy their work, 
but when they go home, they're fully present. You're, you're saying all the all this verbiage around um, your culture and, and giving your guys a good life. Where, where does that stem from? I mean, was there something at other companies that happened that you, you thought, okay, when, when I get back into lawn care, I'm going to run my company like this? Or is it your faith? If you could speak to that, that's, that's very intriguing to me, and I think that's a great why. Yeah, I, I think a lot of times, like, well, like you said, why? Like, a lot of people, like, what is your why? Um, uh, I've learned like from the boardrooms to raising money to selling advertising to watching my friends build a, a business from five to 150 million. Um, uh, like some money to a certain extent, I think it says like after $70,000 a year, like happiness is, is, you know, there's a threshold right there. Um, and I'm like, okay, so like money's not everything. And I think only sometimes like you, you hunt for it and you're like, ah. when you obtain something, you're like, it really isn't. So there has to be a lot more to that. And mine is, I think God has uh, instilled in me a skill set of being able to, I want to employ people who they might didn't go to college. Um, they, they, they might didn't finish high school, but I think they deserve to be able to be able to enter into the trade. And I consider long care and landscaping a trade base. Um, uh, and I want to be able to present this to them going that with your hands, you can actually feed your family. Yeah. Um, and you can have that lifestyle that, that you didn't even think was attainable because you didn't even know what questions to even ask. So you didn't know. Yeah. Um, so let's walk you through that. Um, and for, the only way I can be able to do that is to be able to, on my side, you know, up on the lawn care and landscaping side, what is high margin, um, what is it where I can actually be like present with my own team? Um, and uh, I think we're there, but um, that's my why, like in a nutshell, not trying to be all wordy. But, oh, that's great. So, that's great. So, yeah. And, and, and Zach, I, I know, I know your personality. I know how much you love that. If you, if you want to jump in here, feel free. Yeah, I just want to say, sign me up. I'm ready to go work for Brandon. Right? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what I'm thinking, awesome, bud. I, I'm serious. Those are the kind of people, you know, leaders like that, that's who employees want to work for. I think as somebody who spent a lot of time in the corporate world and then also in small business, um, I think that's what separates some of these really successful small business owners is that, you know, maybe success is defined differently for them. It, it's more about providing a community and a lifestyle for people. And Brandon, your story is just, it, it's awesome. And I'm sure you're going to have no problem scaling up. Um, yeah, people are just going to want to work for someone like that because it is, it's so contagious. So just really enjoying hearing it. That's awesome, Brandon. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's, I mean, that, that was, that's your why, your mission. I love everything about that. That's high level. Let's, let's bring it in now to when we were DMing back and forth, you had some, some very, mm-hmm practical questions and stuff that you were filtering through. Uh, I would love to know kind of what systems you have in place that are helping you right now, um, whether it be stuff around scheduling, marketing, profit analysis. And then I also want to uh, kind of address your business plan and those questions that we were DMing about the other day. Yeah. So as much as, and I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at is that like, I know without execution, none of this will get done. Like you can, you can say all these things without execution, it won't get done. Um, and I know I'm one person trying to develop a team. Um, and so like, uh, on a scheduling side and whatnot, I've always used CRM or hunt it for one. I've, 
and I used one last year. Brought on a, a one during the winter that I thought was going to be amazing, but it was too complicated. And then I will admit, not to like pump up Jobber, but we use Jobber, and it is great. <laughs> I mean, like it, the the, the user interface is like it's intuitive. Oh yeah, it works. Yep. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. and it gives me the information that I need on on a on just on a, on a on a basic level that like invoicing whatnot. It's great. Like. Like it's even integrated onto our website via Squarespace and whatnot, where we look better than what we are, um, and that's just from that's just from a professionalism. Yeah. So um, systems in place, we use that on our back end. Okay. Um, on our front end, you know, uh, payroll is pretty easy. We're not huge. Um, uh, marketing is me. Um, uh, yeah, and are you when you say stuff. payroll is pretty easy? Are you are you running payroll? Um, I have an uh, uh, accountant who runs my payroll. Okay. Um, and then, so I just give them the, the hours and whatnot, and they run it. Um, but we keep a pretty like like uh, no, I can go on, like my guys have a base, mm-hmm. and if we hit our if we hit our um, what we say we're going to hit, there's a bonus. Yeah. So and they have to get done with the route. So our pay- I mean, like, I'm I'm not one to be like uh, overtime and all this other stuff. Just like expect it to be able to get what you want. I want their base to be something that's a, a true wage that, that again, they can be present here on uh, when they're at work. Um, and I, and so, I know some of our, if I can interject here, I know some of our listeners are, are kind of wanting to dive into that. I love that. I love that model because you know, the, the living wage is great and, and you're paying them to do a job, perform a service, outside of that when they add extra value i love that you have incentives built in to reward them for that when there's value there's an exchange of value in the marketplace you add value to a customer you get paid i love that that you're, that's what you're setting up for the guys can you tell us some actual insights how do you have that set up if somebody wants to implement that like i'm trying to think like like we, so, we arrived at so say say you have a, a benchmark for them, but they absolutely blow that out of the water. I mean, are you paying right. them based off of the profits out of that job, or do you say, hey, if I if I ask you to do twenty and you do twenty two, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars per lawn that you yeah. do over the benchmark? How do you have that set up? Right. So we're looking at it on a quarter basis, and we know that the first quarter like it's choppy. Second quarter, so I am an open like. Uh, I believe in an open accounting standpoint, even like, like even at a small crew. So the guys know how much we make on a certain job. Uh, they know what we need to make to be able to make a uh, profit or to just keep the lights on and whatnot, break yeah. even and whatnot. So mm-hmm. when they pull up to a job, like they know like that yard's going to have to be cut three times because it's really high. Um, if I cut it a fourth time and I spend 15 more minutes here longer, I know that we're, we're getting to the point where we're not going to make any money off of it. So, but bonus structure and everything is based upon a quarter basis on what the company is doing. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at that going, I know that they didn't, like, we have our overhead and whatnot, but I was like, hey, if we hit this month, this mark, guys, you know, here's what I'm going to do for you. And as we grow the company, I know that that needs to be different and needs to be more thoroughly thought out. Um, but again, like, I'm really, like, slowly teaching guys of, like, uh, here's the business side of this. Um, mm-hmm. This is how much that truck costs. I mean, or when they break apart or whatnot, yeah, that was that was an $800 blower. Um, so 
since we put the wrong fuel in there, it's gone, you know? So there's, there's things that I want them to naturally know. So then they take ownership of it. And some people are like, that should be a secret. I was like, no, this is, or, or they might compete against you. If they are able to go out and build their own business, like what we have done here, that is a blessing to me. Yeah. That, that to me, is a, that's a success. That's not my competitor. That's that I was able to give them something that they were able to bless their family with. Yep, yep. So and that's why I love the I'm quote. What, what if I what if I train them, and they leave, and and oh, the flip side of that, what 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 if I don't and they stay? You know, what what are you going to yeah. choose there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we have an open accounting standpoint. So. Yeah. Can I jump in here real quick, Brett? Um, Brandon, that's that's really interesting because that's something I kind of push for with my clients is more of that like open book policy for employees. Um, you know, and you get a lot of pushback sometimes from, from owners and people on that, but, um, I'm just trying to visualize it. What kind of routine do you get on? You know, is it kind of like a, a, a monthly meeting where you sit down with your guys and kind of go over the, the monthly financials or is it kind of job by job based or just kind of ad hoc, you know, Hey, we made money, we didn't. And then kind of their receptiveness to it, you know, did you really have to push them to be interested or is it kind of something they naturally just gravitated towards? Um, right now it's more on a weekly basis because okay. with, with our rain and whatnot, like I want them to be centered in on, uh, on exactly what we're trying to do going into the week. Here's the jobs. And if we don't do this, we're not going to make, like we're going to be behind. And if we get behind, mm-hmm. it's just, it's going to keep on going. Um, uh, we're still a small crew. Um, but I, again, I don't even know how to say this. Like, again, I, I keep on saying, I am blessed that a number two guy that is awesome my mm-hmm. first employee i ever like hired awesome i don't consider him to be an employee like to me he is like he knows he, i was like dude you will know everything i know are you all right with that and he's like mm-hmm. i'm totally fine just feed me more and um i that's I mean, that this might not work if i didn't have him they even gave me the confidence of going someone's receptive to what i have to say that's um, awesome. and I will say, like, on a business standpoint, for, for listeners and whatnot, we, we right out the gate, if you don't have a credit card on file with us, we won't service you. And, like, that's, we, like, we bill you when we leave um, because I had to teach the guys about cash flow. And I was like, mm-hmm. cash flow is everything. They're like, what is cash flow? <laughs> I was like, if we don't, if we don't, I have to run to a bank. And I don't want to run to a bank. Um, so, um, and if someone doesn't want to pay us, we are their bank. Um, mm-hmm. And they had to understand that. And it's just, it's, it is, it's the best feeling to actually see someone go, I didn't know that's how the world works. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. They, and then they will look at a client going, like when they ask for payment, and the client goes, well, can I, or can you invoice me? And they're like, no, um, we only, like, as we discussed, we have to have a credit card on file. We're going to bill that credit card for this amount. Um, if you would like us to break it into two installments, we can do that. So they know the routine and they know why they're doing it is for that we can be able to fulfill our mission. Um, it's mm-hmm. not, and I'm very also like, guys, this is how much I want to pay myself. So I want to be able to provide for my family. So here's what my pay is going to be and here's what your pay is. And so like everyone knows and there's no secrets involved. And so then mm-hmm. they're on, they're on mission. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. Brandon, that's, that is, yeah, that's, that's huge, bud. Cool. That's huge. I mean, you know what I love about you is like, number one, like Zach's with intentional growth advisors, the, 
the fact that you're being intentional about everything in your business and, and you're building scalability into every layer from how you close yeah. the sale and from day one, you know, you're not in production. You, you want this thing to scale um, all the way down to how your cash flow operates is scalable. I, I absolutely love that. Don't you, Zach? I do. It, it's absolutely incredible that you started the business like with those structures in place. And and I just, the, the buy-in systems you've created for your employees, you know, it's hard to hard to put a quantity or a, a finger on that, but all of these things you've built in um, from the, the open books to the bonus structure to the weekly meetings, like you are creating this team of like everybody kind of thinks as an owner. And that is your ultimate goal. You know, everybody feels like they have a piece of the pie. And, so. and when you teach them, when you teach them these, uh, the, these accounting, you know, the accounting systems and stuff like the cash flow, like accounting is how we keep track of winners and losers. It's how we keep track of, keep score of business. And so when you shine that light to those guys, all of a sudden they're like, oh, this is how we kind of keep score of how we're doing. Like it, it is, it can be life changing for them not only as an employee, but for their, you know, their own personal finances. Like, like you're impacting their lives in so many ways. So really cool. It, uh, and I will say, I got, I got a lot of this from the things that you have on your, on your podcast. <laughs> I was like, this is how you do it? Okay, let's take this part. Or like, you know, like, I was like, hey, you know, like, he's, he's a, he's been in business for this amount of time. Okay. Like, I was like, you're sharing information that actually takes it from a guy like me who's jumping into it later in life like I'm actually able to build something um, and like we're just trying to avoid from the pitfalls no. of what others have done. So this is not like these things are not for me. It's from like, like hearing you guys like just spread, like here's, here's knowledge. Um, and if you're able to eat it up and execute off of it, you know, it, it's, Brandon, yeah, that, that right, means the right. world to me, man. That means the world to me. Yeah, and that so that was the you. impetus for Truly, the podcast. You. So cool, man. Cool. Well, um, I am, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud for you. I, I know you're going to kill it and I'm for sure happy. You're not in the boardroom looking out at a mower. I'm glad that you are. I'm glad you're standing beside <laughs> you them. That, you made that wrong turn. It's, exactly. Exactly. So, ugh. I can, I can just hear you like a knee jerk reaction yelling out in the boardroom. <laughs> They're like a uh, Brandon, do you have something to say? Um, so here's what I want to, and I know we've touched on so many different topics, but I want to give you the opportunity if you want, I, I don't know how much you want to share or want to go over, but on the DM that you sent me, you kind of had your business plan laid out. I didn't know if you had questions around that. I know you had the, the yeah. total revenue mark, all your technicians. Um, if you had questions for Zach and I that you want to go over, I can even speak to like, hey, here's, here's how much each guy is probably going to do. Maybe here's how much you need to get to on the lawn program. I would even like to know all the way down to the minute deal t- details of like, how is your lawn program set up and how many apps are yeah. you doing? So I know how much revenue each technician is billing for. I can say again, I, I should all back to that. I don't know yeah. what is needed to be able to execute this truly in the right way. Yeah. Um, like I wish there was a book and I would read it over and over again. So initially we went out the gate going, Hey, we're going to have this four step essential program. Yeah. And, and then it might have multiple apps built into that four visit. And maybe that's a differentiator. 
And then as I got into it more and got the training and the certifications, I'm like, I'm not sure we can be able to do that. Um, and so being completely transparent with COVID and everything else that came on our, our spray tank getting to us late in the season. Yeah. Um, I outsourced our first treatment okay. um, to our clients. So okay. We sold a number of, of, of clients on what we could do, but I had to outsource it because we were not set up to be able to do it. So, Understood. Understood. Um, well, uh, I can, I can help you with that. No, no problem with that. You're, your, I think you have a little more warm season grass than us, but in general, it's going to be the same program. So I will send you yeah. what we do, how our programs lined out. I'll email it to you and I'll send you just our app ratios, everything else. Also send you our pricing. We're set up to do, we do six visits and then we do eight treatments because on one of them we do grub control. On another one, we do uh, nut sedge spray as well. And I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure you, you have that issue. But, I mean, you want to talk about profitable. When you show up for round three and you're double billing and round four and you're double billing and listeners don't don't get this confused, we're not screwing people over. Like we're still adding right. value with a grub treatment. But it is super profitable when you send one guy in one truck to one neighborhood and he does 10 stops and he bills for, you know, 20 apps instead of 10. It's just It's just extremely profitable. Um, I would say like just looking at, it look, looks like you wanted to do 625,000 as your revenue mark that you would like to hit. Um, That's like our first, like, or how fast can we get to that yeah. type of, uh, that type of concern? Yeah. yeah. And you, you're saying like 1,750 properties, um, you'll do a lot more revenue than that. If you have 1,750 properties, um, for all signed up on lawn program. You're you're gonna you're gonna be pulling in more revenue than that. Um, your technicians, you said servicing five techs at that number. I would, and Zach and I will be able to give you really really detailed insight at the end of this year as we run a full year of spreadsheets. But in general, your your guys should be doing anywhere from seventeen to twenty five apps per day, and that's going to be kind of gauged off of you personally what you want. You know, if you want to give them a super good lifestyle and hover around lower margins, 17 apps per day is is a good number. But they can pump out 25. And I know a lot of companies in the Kansas City area, they say like, hey, don't come back unless you've billed for a thousand bucks. You know, that yeah. that is a, a just a good rule of thumb to, to cover all your overhead, cover all the product cost. Um, I would I would say let's let's aim like as you start to look at this stuff aim to have each technician each technician doing around 350 to 400 properties. So okay. at at your mark of 1750 if they were only doing 350 which 350 is a, is a really good lifestyle that's that's five technicians. And then here's the here's the only thing that I would switch up um, on kind of your projections, you had five technicians, you had the owner salary. That's fine. Office manager, super smart. I, I, I would love to do a podcast just around that because people are so afraid of hiring an office manager. And it's like, that is the lowest salary that you're going to pay. And it is going to make the biggest return on investment. Um, and keep you uh, sane when you go home to the wife and kids. Okay, so five technicians is great, but at that 1750 mark, I would still have your operations manager 
at least 50% in production, if not full production. Yeah. And then the part of that, part of that. Yes. And, and that went, and I'm not mm-hmm. telling you something we haven't done there. We actually did that. So I have, I have mm-hmm. my general manager, um, right around that client mark. He still did a full-time route, but he was also my quote unquote team leader. Um, so he was in, he was in charge of the other five technicians and our tree shrub guy, and he still had a full route and yeah, he was busy, but he got paid for it. And then we were able to slowly phase him out of production this year to where he's, he's kind of got the, the odd job. So anything that needs help on tree shrub quotes, guys break down. He still does some production, but he's very, he's very heavy operations manager now. Let's see here. Sorry for the awkward pauses. I'm reading your, I'm nope. actually reading your DM. And, and I think you're a very, a very high level, like, what do you think? You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> and what and, and you're, you're saying, what do I think on the whole, the whole business no. plan? Um, like what I, what I think it was, I mean, it was, it, it's not very, um, it's very basic in nature. Yes. I, yes. So, um, yeah, your input is, it's invaluable. But I, but I, uh, I think it's doable. Um, the main, co- like, I guess the, the main variable, the thing for you is going to be, I would love to just know more because you're very, like, I can just pick this up right away. Very bright, very well-spoken, very detail-oriented. The only thing that is going to keep you from hitting this is not doing enough forced action in a small amount of time. Because I speak about it all the time on the podcast. We're in lawn care. We do, we get to sell year-round, but people only care about us for three months. So yeah. what, what I'm concerned about, like, you you don't have any problems. You're, you're, you're going to be successful. But to get to that mark in two years, three years, whatever your goal is, you know, I want to know what is your plan to do as much forced branding and marketing action in a small window as possible. Um, and, and for us, we have, we've put in a ton of time on print materials Mm -hmm. going door to door. We put in a ton of time on social media, but you're going to have to know those numbers. I can send you those as well. I mean, we get, we get a 1.25% return on all of our print materials that we leave on the door. And we do it because we have like 10 little adjustments that are minute, but it, it makes a huge difference. And so that's, that's what I'm wondering and, and maybe worried about for you is, yeah. well, do you know those numbers to be able to hit it? You know, how many brochures yeah. do I need to get to? How much right. social media engagement do I need to actually convert the sale? And I, and that's what it took us off our base right there. Of when COVID hit, mm-hmm. we were like primed and like ready to going, Hey, we're ready to knock doors. Now we're we're gonna we're gonna do this and everything, and then suddenly it was like, and I was like, so what does this mean for our 2020 business plan? We cannot like get out there and make it known who we are. Yeah. And then like you sit back and you go, but can I buck the system? Can I sell all year round? You know, like <laughs> can I, can I do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like ah, like I'm not sure. Like is is that the, uh, which can impede our progress that yeah. we don't have a business that. Like I'm already thinking, how do we sell aerating and overseeding? Can that be the push that makes that gets us 2021 where we can start to see some results? 
Um, should we be thinking about that right now, or should we be trying to bring on people mid-season with some uh, marketing plan of going, hey, you know, um, uh, your yard doesn't look good. You never thought about uh, having a, 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 a certified person on your yard, um, uh, an expert on your yard. Would you do this or would you do that? Would you consider it? Can we get sales all year round? Um, that's every, a lot of people are like, no, you can't. Like you have a window of time. But I was like, if that window of time is gone, does that mean that the whole year is negated? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. So right now, like that's why the mowers are going for us. Yeah, and that's yeah. why we come back. And that's where mm-hmm. that's where you've put yourself in a good position, right? I mean, you're you're out of production, so no, the the whole year is not uh, a big fat goose egg. You can still sell and push, and and maybe it's those three months that you couldn't go door to door. You're getting into early summer now. This is where you start to lean on subcontractor relationships, your sphere of influence, going up, introducing yourself to business owners, making those connections, and and doing that until August. Um, if I can, I'll tell you a couple things that we did. Um, number one, we hit we hit people early, getting on their radar for aerating seating, and we we create a little sense of urgency. Um, just making sure they know, hey, we are a small company. We do reach capacity at a certain point for aerating and seating. So in the beginning, we create a sense of urgency. We also make sure our guys are educated enough to tell them, hey, you've got brown patch. So you need a fungicide. If you don't do a fungicide application, you're for sure going to have to aerate and seed or that area is going to die off. So continuing education is smart for your guys. It sound like, sounds like you're already doing that. Um, not a great return on just going out and putting brochures for aerating and seeding in a random neighborhood. Um, But there were two tricks that did work for us, actually three. Number one is before you do the actual aerating and seeding job, go and either door knock or canvas that area. And now they have a quote on their door from helpful lawn care as you're doing the property. It sounds, sounds dumb, but most people will do the lawn, then go brochure and then bounce. If you do it before we've had a better return, with aerating and seating, it's so nice because it looks so it looks so great. It's it's loud. The machines are loud. They're like, holy smoke, Brandon's over there actually doing something. I mean, they're absolutely tearing it up. This is, hey, Betty, go out there and see what Brandon's doing. Like, it it, it just it like everybody loves aerating and seating because it makes a lot of noise. There, it's it's the mechanical side of it. It's actually physically doing something to the lawn. Whereas normally it looks like magic. What we do like, Oh, you killed the dandelion. I didn't even see it happen. Um, the other thing that we, that we do, um, we did, we did two things with our schedule. When, when I wasn't super busy, Brooke and I like tweaked around with so many little things, but we would, we would always aerate as many lawns as we could on Saturday. So, I know, I know it sucks for your guys' schedule, but give them Monday off, whatever day they want off, but everybody's home. And yeah, they're home. hopefully, right. Lord willing, COVID's lifted by then. If COVID's not lifted, <laughs> screw it. Everybody's going to be home anyways. Right. Um, the, the other thing we did was sometimes I would start a little later and I would front load all of my mowing um, landscape jobs until about 3.30 when mama got home with the kids and then I would do all of my aerations from three thirty until dark. And that way those two things just maximize the amount of exposure that you're getting while you're in the neighborhood. Um, right. and that just a couple things that helped us cause 
on aerating and seeding. If you find print materials or some little trick that works for for canvassing, let me know because we haven't gotten a, a huge return out of those. Yeah, like I've, I've been really like like do you develop a full blown canvas model where do you have people who just canvas for you? I mean, I've I've like even the the plan I gave you, like we didn't really put a we didn't put aside like a, a full bore marketing budget. Yeah. Um, and, uh, one hundred percent, you I, need to do that. And I would, the way yeah. we've sorry to interrupt, but the way we have set it up is we've we've made our guys run it like their little micro business. So yes, they have to do production, but during that marketing season, we also require them to attract, convert, and actually close the sale and deliver the service. And so that's kind of the way we've we've packaged it in the beginning and it's, it's helped us from having to hire outside canvassers that may not be reliable or hire just one sales guy. Um, and, and we have them hit certain benchmarks and those benchmarks are based off of what do I want to hit next year as a revenue goal? And then how much money do we want to make like as a, as a percentage of the profit? So if I know at a 1.25% return, I want a hundred clients I know the exact number of brochures that my guy needs to be putting out in that route. And so we, then we yeah. just back into that. You know, we say, okay, this guy needs to put out 10,000 brochures. Well, then how many is that per month? How many is that per week? How many is that per day? And that that's where he gets his, his daily action steps. Um, but yeah, we, we do that for every guy. Um, I will tell you, I have burnt our guys. I've worn them to a frazzle on this. So we're going to try to give them a better lifestyle and we're going to be hiring what we're calling seasonal recruits. And so we're going to bring these guys on board. They're going to be doing ride-alongs. So they're going to do in-office training, but they're also going to be doing ride-alongs with our existing technicians. So during the ride-alongs, they're getting trained. They're going to come out of this trainee program as a licensed technician. But while they're with that guy, they're also going to be putting out brochures. And so the, the R our turf route manager is going to make a little less commission, um, but he's not having to do the work. So that's one thing we're going to try next year. Yeah. Well, yeah can I jump in real quick on that? Brit? Yeah. Go um, for it. Cause I, I, I got an inside to kind of see it for your business this year, you know, with, with intentional growth advisors, we like worked with Brit and green again. And what you did is like in November and December, I mean, you just hunkered down, and went through all of these goals and hashed out all the details like you're throwing a Brandon. You know, before the season started up, you yeah. said, I want this number of revenue. I want this number of employees to go with that. And and it all starts with revenue. That's kind of your goal. And then everything else falls into place. But you took like a really concentrated effort of, of setting up these systems, tracking all of your materials. Like, you know exactly the dollar amount you spent on materials to return on that. And then it makes it a lot easier for you to get to your revenue numbers if you know your exact return on material, stuff like that. And so I, I saw you make that concentrated effort, and, and it paid off because as we go now, you're tracking all of this data. You know exactly pretty close to where you're going to be as you're sending out these materials, and it's, it's really paid off here, even with yeah. COVID. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a sense of comfort that, that data brings that when you don't have it, you're just going off a of feeling. And I'm going off a of feeling right now. That's why I, I reached out. It was like, I need some, like, how, like, how do you develop, like, yep. like, 
data is is the only way that I can actually systemize and actually execute. Like yeah. I can have all this drive, but without that data and like me reaching out to people who can actually help uh, to be able to to build the systems in place. I mean, like yeah. we're running blind, and I know, I, I, and uh, yeah, I owe it to my guys again of me making mm-hmm. those calls of, hey, I need help. So. Yeah, yeah, I could have said it better. Right. It does does give you clarity. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, you're right, but that's, that's kind of what we teamed up on. I mean, we looked at your business and we said, okay, you know, week by week, we know you're making some money and you know you want to grow, but how do we quantify that? How do we track that? So that when you go home on a Friday night to hang out with your family, you're not stressing about if you need more customers or if your revenue is going to be this, because you know your data, you know, you know, if you hit this goal, you're going to be fine. Your employees are going to be fine. So that's kind of that comfort, like you're saying, Brandon, that uh, the data brings you. But it does take a lot of tracking to get there. It takes setting up systems. But once you're doing it, once you're in this routine, like I've seen with Brent and his people, it just comes natural. It's just a part of what you're doing. It's not that much of a hassle. Yeah. That's good stuff. But again, it all plays into like an open book accounting model for us and and giving people like ownership of of their job and basically of the business. So, um, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, Brandon. I'll, and I will, uh, I'm, I'm happy to help you out and, uh, I'm an open book as well. I, I have no secrets. I mean, we're all out here doing the same thing. We're just, we're all trying to do it better. So if I can, I send you my program, our pricing model. I have a, a spreadsheet that lists our actual cost of goods sold and our ratios. I'm, I'm happy to share all of that with you. So, well, before we wrap up here, I mean, do you have anything you want to add Brandon or, or any further questions? I will like just to your listener base. Like I think we live in, like this is a great industry, um, and that even when we're milling out there, I just I hope people like learn like like I, I believe it as a craft. Yeah. I actually don't think anybody can cut grass. Like yeah. like it, we're like teaching guys like how to do it where you pull away from a property and you're like man these hands the skill set was able to make someone happy give them a peace of mind i mean my guys thrive off of that and i just want like just people across the board of like like love on people uh and and do a great do a fantastic job and 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 a lot of these things will work out um so um that's awesome that's awesome that's that's a, that's a huge point, Brandon. And I, I think a lot of guys that get into it or say they want to do lawn care, quit their job and start a lawn care company. In the beginning, they, they kind of talk to their families like, ooh, you know, well, I'm going to start a lawn care company. And there, there's a stigma around it. And I think you're exactly right. We, we need to stand up and be proud. It is, it's, it's a happening industry. It's a growing industry. It's fun. You, you've got the immediate satisfaction and gratification whenever you, you make a lawn striped up. You edge it well. Yeah. You, you, you fertilize it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and you, can, you can be proud of your work. And, and I, think, I think the green industry needed to hear that. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And Brandon, your, your story is amazing. You're, you're going to be an inspiration to a lot of our listeners. I know it. Um, Zach, I appreciate you you hanging with us and giving mm-hmm. your insights. And uh, I know I know our audience will will enjoy this one. So, Brandon, you're doing big things, man. And uh, I hope you keep at it. Thank you, guys. All right, God bless, Thanks. bud. Yep. Take care, everyone.